From Pioneer 90.1 and Thief River Falls, this is Minnesota Music Memories, a musical time machine featuring the sounds of the 50s, 60s, and 70s from the land of 10,000 lakes. Minnesota Music Memories, supported by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Here are your hosts, Carl Unbehound and Glenn Broggett. Greetings and welcome to this edition of Minnesota Music Memories from Pioneer 90.1 KSRQ, Thief River Falls, Minnesota. I'm Glenn Broggett, back with you once again this week on the program. And for this edition of Minnesota Music Memories, I've decided to revisit the Minneapolis funk and R&B scene of the 1970s. Now, if you're a regular listener to Minnesota Music Memories, you may have already known that I, uh, on a previous Minnesota Music Memories, featured selections from a wonderful compilation put out by the Secret Stash label titled Twin Cities Funk and Soul Lost R&B Grooves from Minneapolis-St. Paul, 1964 to 1979. A very well-received episode of Minnesota Music Memories, I might add. Well, since that episode, another wonderful collection of Minneapolis-St. Paul 1970s R&B and funk was brought to my attention, and I've decided to share some of the artists uh, whose music was included in this two-disc set put out by the Numero Group, Back in December 2013. Now, the name of the collection, if you're interested, is Purple Snow, Forecasting the Minneapolis Sound. This is a expansive collection. I'm trying to find the words to describe it. Of music, that it's a two-disc set that takes the listeners back to the days before, uh, you know, the 1980s and Prince exploded and the Minneapolis soul and funk scene went along for the ride. Now, this is uh, the earlier days when Prince was still a high schooler and uh, kind of involved with uh, some of these groups that were featured on this collection and in the Minneapolis scene. It seemed like Prince had his fingers in all kinds of uh, different musical pots back then. Uh, the range of these artists demonstrate the uh, the Minneapolis-St. Paul area it was a surprisingly fertile location for soul and R&B music. You know, it was just more than Prince. This uh, scene in the 70s featured such talents as Andre Simone, the the family, uh, Alexander O'Neill, Cynthia Johnson. She's the voice who uh, sang fabulously on the Big Lips Inc. hit Funky Town and a few other acts. Now in this hour I will be playing uh, a couple of tracks uh, from selected acts that are featured on this Purple Snow collection. And our first act coming up uh, from the MSP Funk and Soul scene that we'll be spinning is Mind and Matter. And this is a very soulful group. This is a group that actually featured a very young Jimmy Jam Harris. Of course, he, along with Terry Lewis, went on to be quite a formidable songwriting and record production team, not only in the great state of Minnesota in the 1980s, but uh, in Los Angeles and across the country, too. They have enjoyed uh, great success uh, since the 80s with various artists, most notably Janet Jackson. They produced a lot of Janet stuff, late 80s, early 90s. They've written 31 top 10 hits together, both in the, in, the, in the UK and 41 in the US. Well, let's go back a little further and get a little more info on uh, Terry and Jimmy Jam. Jimmy Jam was a well-acquainted uh, cat with the world of music. His father uh, being Cornbread Harris, a Minneapolis blues and jazz musician. Well, Jimmy Jam met Terry Lewis while both were still in high school. They met. Uh, they didn't go to high school together, but they uh, met at a trio upward bound program that was on the uh, University of Minnesota campus. And both at that time, Terry and Jimmy, they were already involved with groups, uh, various bands before they uh, really met. Terry uh, was with uh, the group Flight Time. He had formed that one, and Jimmy, before uh, joining Terry in Flight Time, was in a group called Mind Over Matter. Now Jimmy Jam would later join Terry in Flight. 
Flight time eventually evolved into the time when Morris Day joined the fold, and then Morris kind of took over the scene, and then Jimmy and Jimmy Jam and Terry kind of went into the production side of things, working with Prince and Janet Jackson, like I mentioned, and countless others. We're going to play a little something. We're not going to play Flight Time. We're going to throw a little uh, twofer featuring Mind Over Matter, featuring, I do believe, a young Jimmy Jam. Let's hear Jimmy Jam and the Mind and Matter group. On the way, we'll hear a little tale about a sunshine lady. But first, no one else can do it to me, baby. It's a slow jam. It's mind and matter. It's 1970s Twin Cities soul and funk for your ears on Minnesota Music Memories. So don't be surprised.
the way the way you move my rhythms my vibes now girl the way the way you move my soul you see girl this feel I got inside it feels so good it feels so good that I just can't I just can't Things go down. You see, 
unlike the grass, baby. Without your love shining down on me, I can't be green. So promise me this one thing, sunshine lady. Promise me that you'll always be around by my side to be my guide. Minnesota Music Memories with Mind and Matter. That was Sunshine Lady. And we also heard from Mind and Matter before that with No One Else Can Do It To Me Baby. It's funk, it's soul, it's 1970s Twin City scene, and it's just for your ears on this edition of Minnesota Music Memories. Coming at you now are two selections from the Lewis Connection. The Lewis Connection was made up of Minneapolis, Minnesota brothers Andre and Pierre Lewis. Now, the brothers Lewis recorded their album, their debut album, The Lewis Connection, back in 1978. Now, this album was recorded in various studios across Minneapolis with money that came uh, to fund the record uh, from insurance money from a recently overturned Buick Century. So the brothers, uh, with, armed with insurance cash, uh, went on a recording tear, creating about a half dozen songs in as many studios. We've got two uh, to dip into from the Lewis Connection, and we're going to start off with uh, a little something called Higher. Yes, indeed, we've got a song that is full of horns, fat bass and guitars, a little bit of funk for you all. And a song that uh, isn't just a quick little two-minute ditty. This one takes you along for quite the ride. Let's enjoy music from the Lewis Connection. Let's go higher on Minnesota Music Memories as we get deep down into the Minneapolis-St. Paul funk soul scene. It's stinking good. Oh, 
Finishing up two on this edition of Minnesota Music Memories with the Lewis Connection. That was called Got to Be Something Here, a song that wasn't written by either, uh, Andre or Pierre Lewis. It was actually penned by their bassist and vocalist, Sonny Thompson, and featured, uh, this is not going to be uh, just an isolated incident, it featured a, a younger prince on background vocals 
and guitar. That's Lewis Connection from 1978. It's funk, soul, it's 70s, it's Twin Cities. It's all good on this edition of Minnesota Music Memories. It's time now for us to feature a solo act here on the MMM. And we've got one here lined up uh, to feature two tracks, in fact, from a man who uh, went on to some pretty successful, do successful things uh, in the soul and R&B genres in the 1980s and early 90s. But for a while, he was a part of the Minneapolis scene. This uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, via Natchez, Mississippi, soul man cut his teeth in the group at the time. But then he left the group before the band signed up with Warner Brothers. So uh, he didn't quite get to be uh, a part of the riches that the time took in by signing uh, to a major label. But we do have uh, two lined up here from Alexander O'Neill to really uh, show off his his talent. And people have said, a lot of people have said that Alexander O'Neill was perhaps the best singer Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, uh, the production team, had ever produced. And Alexander O'Neill released uh, plenty of albums in the mid-80s, early 90s, uh, starting off with his self-titled in 1985, followed up by 1987's Hearsay, which uh, was a number two R&B album. 1991, uh, he released All True Men, which was an, had a number three hit on the same chart. And in 1998, he finished up with Lovers Again. He racked up several top 10 singles in that span of time. But before he became a soul sensation, I mentioned he was part of uh, the Minneapolis St. Paul musical family for the soul and the funk and all of that stuff. So what we're going to do is uh, dip into uh, the early 1980s and play you two tracks from Alexander O'Neill before he became this big solo sensation. Uh, We've got uh, two tracks that were recorded in 1981 that uh, were initially for the Erect Records label. These uh, songs, this demo session actually was recorded at Moon Sound Studios located at 2828 DuPont Avenue South in Minneapolis. And we're going to play uh, two tracks. Uh, coming up is a previously unreleased track O'Neill recorded called Borrowed Time. But first up, we're going to play you a little something called Do You Dare? Do You Dare? Listen to early Alexander O'Neill on Minnesota Music Memory. I hope you do.
situation right from the start. We've already given away most of our hearts. There was no pretending. We both knew just what it was. Just what
That was Alexander O'Neill with Borrowed Time on Minnesota Music Memories. Well, we're going to wrap up our double dips with two now from the, this is a quote, the first black band from Minnesota historically to have a national chart record single years before any other funk band. I'm talking about the long-lost Minnesota funk soul outfit, Hayes. Hayes, uh, formerly Purple Hayes, scratched Billboard's soul chart in March of 1975 with a groovy ballad that was in the vein of the popular R&B groups at the time, like the Stylistics and Blue Magic. The name of that tune, uh, I Do Love My Lady. Well, a little more about the group Hayes. They were co-founded by brothers Peter and Paul Johnson, both of whom were first bitten by the music bug after seeing the now legendary 1964 Ed Sullivan Show performance of The Beatles. Now, the brothers uh, then formed a band inspired by the Beatles. They formed a band in 1965, and they went against the usual musical grain uh, for a couple of uh, black kids. Uh, They weren't playing the soul Motown stuff of the time. They were actually playing the more whiter acts, like the Rolling Stones and the Beatles, the popular acts of the time. They definitely went against the grain musically. And, uh, wow, they uh, got themselves in a a little bit of, uh, I guess, a pickle, you know, because some of the clubs you know, for which they were wanted to play, refused to uh, book black acts because they were uh, in fear uh, that there would be some sort of riot. And by the late 1960s, uh, the brothers, uh, they finally formed another band called Purple Haze. We mentioned them earlier. They played gigs up and down the state of Minnesota and other Midwest states. And being a, a black in the late 1960s, uh, this group also faced many an obstacle in regards to getting gigs, like I mentioned, and also dealing with uh, race issues on the road. They would sometimes travel to these uh, towns in the dead of winter and drive back home the very same night, spending hours in a very cold vehicle instead of uh, having to deal with some of the uh, more racial issues in the Midwest at the time. Well, in the 1970s now we go, and after a couple of missteps and a name change, the band now known as Hayes, they released their self-titled album on vinyl and even opened for the Jackson 5 around 1974-1975. And it was in 1975 uh, that that single that I was telling you about, I Do Love My Lady, made it to number 38 on the Billboard charts. And for their troubles, each member of the band at the time, get this, received a $9 check for the record. And the album actually did make it to number one in some local markets, including, get this, much of Iowa. In fact, they were treated like rock stars at a record signing at one of uh, the venues they went to uh, in Iowa. It was almost like the Beatles had come to town. But their Billboard success disappeared as fast as it arrived, um, due in part to their record label not expecting the band to gain national interest so quickly. And they were uh, just unable to distribute the record fast enough to catch the Billboard wave. And without those records and stores for fans to buy, Hayes just couldn't capitalize on their success. And, you know, that that created some disenchantment. They, uh, you know, then went out to California to try for another another big attempt at lasting fame. But all they got out of that was uh, weight loss. They starved out in California. And six months later, they returned to Minneapolis. And after another near moment of breaking out, they failed to grab the brass ring. And before the end of the 1970s, Hayes was no more. But the Hayes story didn't end in the 1970s. Actually, the band's first album became a sort of cult favorite of vinyl collectors, uh, not only in Minneapolis, but around the world. And today, the current lineup of Hayes, they still gig from time to time. So a couple of guys have gotten back together. We're going to play two now from Hayes. And we're going to play the song now that put them up to number 38 on the Billboard charts back in 1975 on the singles chart. Let's enjoy Hayes 
with I Do Love My Lady. This is Minnesota Music Memories getting our funk out. And 
Wrapping up with two from Hayes on Minnesota Music Memories as we look back at the funk and soul scene of the 1970s Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Minnesota Music Memories is brought to you courtesy of the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. If you'd like to listen to this and other Minnesota Music Memories episodes, go to our website, radionorthland.org. We're going to wrap up the show today with music, love, and funk. This is Stone Lover. For Minnesota Music Memories, I'm Glenn Broggett. Yeah, 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 yeah. 